Welcome back to the Power Arm Players Corner, the only podcast for and by players. I'm your host, Mike Smith. And if you like today's show, hit that like and subscribe button. Share with your friends, teammates, coaches. You can listen to our show on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, as well as a video recording on the Power Arm Performance Facebook page. And follow us on Instagram at, at PowerArm underscore baseball. Today's guest is the one and only Billy Manzo, probably the funniest person I've ever been on a baseball field with. How you doing, Billy? I'm doing good today, Mike. Thanks for uh, getting me on here today. No, thanks for being on. I really appreciate it. Let's uh, let's start with just you giving a brief introduction of uh, you know what school you're at, what position you play, all that stuff. So I am currently at Immaculata University. Uh, I'm a left-handed pitcher. I just finished up my fifth season of baseball there after uh, gaining eligibility back uh, from my freshman year, and now I'm possibly looking at a sixth year of playing based on the uh, COVID situation. Can you kind of just walk us through how you're training now? How are you keeping busy during quarantine? Well, yeah, um, since the season ended, you know, mid-March, we've had plenty of great springtime weather. So I've been getting out there, you know, uh, as I told my friends, I've been grinding every day, uh, going out for some runs, doing some core routines after and um, I've just really been taking advantage of this uh, great weather we've been having. Hey, I mean, two easy things you can do, especially uh, for pitchers. Um, what's it kind of like not knowing <clears throat> when or if you're really going to have a competitive pitch? It's a weird situation. So, you know, what's going through your mind with all that? Well, I do know if we get our, uh, our summer ball season, which I'm expecting it to happen, I won't be pitching. So, based oh, on boy. Your- I I don't know when my next competitive pitch will be. Um, You know, I'm supposed to find out within the next few weeks what my, uh, I guess you want to say, fate is for next year if I'll be part of the coaching staff or if um, I'll take up that opportunity to play an extra year. Uh, It all depends on how the school goes about my graduate uh, assistantship and all that. Right, right. Let's kind of you know, flip switches a little bit here. You have probably the best sports memorabilia collection I've ever seen. So could you do your best to kind of describe it? Um, it's massive. So kind of describe it in as short as possible. So it's, it's a two-sided thing. You have the memorabilia and you have the sports cards. Uh, the sports cards I'll start off with is my like little side business. And it's a, uh, a market that's actually booming right now. A lot of people are getting back into collecting since there's not much else to do. Um, so that's more of a, uh, a business side of it. The memorabilia is, you know, your autograph and game used, you know, balls, jerseys, equipment, all that stuff, all stuff that I've collected over the years or have been gifted by different players. Um, that's stuff that I don't sell and I keep and, you know, treasure for myself. Well, I'd say one of the, fa- my favorite piece that you have is probably the, the Aaron Judge hat you have from when he got drafted. That's probably yeah, my that, favorite. Yeah, that's one of everybody's pieces. So just quickly, if anybody yeah. doesn't know, um, Aaron Judge, when he got drafted at the MLB Network Studios back in uh, 2012, I believe, um, they gave him his Yankees jersey and Yankees hat. And I actually uh, bought the hat off a, uh, a gentleman who uh, acquired it from Major League Baseball. And I've had Aaron sign it a, a couple years after that. So it's something I still have one of my favorite pieces in my collection. Uh, yeah, that's one of mine for sure. How did you kind of get into collecting? 
So when I was younger, probably about somewhere between eight to 10 years old, my father handed down his collection to me. It wasn't much, but it got me into that, you know, collecting hobby, like wanting to collect, you know, certain cards or items of these players and these players. And uh, it's just taken off over the years. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll jump back into that uh, later in the show, because that's definitely something that, that, you know, I'm interested in it and it's really cool that you're doing. Um, as far as the, you know, your actual baseball side, I'm just going to read these stats really quick from uh, these five years. So 45 appearances, 11 wins, 165 and two thirds innings, 152 strikeouts, 3.9 ERA, um, and a batting average against a 2.56, and you were two-time All-Conference. So those are some impressive numbers. What has kind of been, you know, the secret to your success? Uh, I would say the ability to throw strikes. Um, you know, nowadays in, in college baseball, you know, there are a lot of pitchers on on good rosters. There are there's a yeah. lot of weapons, a lot of arms. Um, so it's pretty much, you know, if you can't do your job, they're just going to go to the next guy. And that's one thing I've learned over the years. If you can throw strikes, if you can keep your team in the game without giving away free runs, um, then that'll be key for you to, you know, pitch more innings and more innings and to rack up stats like that. Right. I think it, you know, it can't be lost that the conference you're pitching in too is they have some of the best hitters in all college baseball, honestly. Um, you know, it's a really strong conference. It's not wood bat. Um, so I, I think that can't be lost either. Um, but what kind of advice would you give to someone who maybe isn't on the higher end of, you know, the velocity, not really lighting up the radar gun? What kind of advice would you give them? Uh, and this goes for myself, pitch with confidence. Uh, if you have no confidence up there, then, you know, you're screwed. Um, the ability to throw strikes in the big spot and the ability to just uh, take a bad situation and react in a positive way. You know, if you give up a home run, you can't let that home run eat you up for the rest of the inning, for the rest of the game, for the next batter. Uh, it's got to be quickly erased because, you know, the next thing, one home run turns into two, turns into three. Um, and that'll get you out of a game quickly. Uh, but the ability to just stay confident and literally the one thing I tell people is what's the worst thing that can happen is, the worst thing that can happen in one game is that you lose one game. You lose one game. But you don't want that one loss to turn into, you know, the next game's a loss. The next game's a loss. You just got to be able to bounce back and, and be confident in yourself. Because if there's no confidence, there's no point of play. Yeah, that's really good stuff right there. That's a really good, uh, really good nugget right there. Um, what's kind of the biggest lesson you've learned in college baseball? <sighs> just work. Just work. Um, you know, if you sit back and do nothing, it's it's not going to help you. You know, some guys do work harder than others. I wasn't obviously the hardest worker out there. I probably could have been a much better player. Uh, you know, my, I had good career numbers. Could I have great numbers? Right. Yeah. Um, obviously, I think everybody, even when they say they work their hardest, can work a little harder. But, um, you know, the more you work, the more you're going to get out of yourself. And, uh, you know, the more you work on things just mentally and physically uh you have to be physically and mentally strong to be good at this game right and i'm going to throw in a little bit of a bonus question here um like i said you're probably the funniest person i've ever been on a baseball field with right and you, there's just something about you you provide like comic relief and i'll tell a quick story 
we were playing in summer ball and I'm playing short and I'm a terrible shortstop and I make an error and you kind of just look at me like, what, like, what are, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. And then next play, a ball's hit to me and I make like a, I got the out, but it didn't look pretty. Um, and you, you just turned to me and said, well, that was ugly. I'm like, well, you know, um, can you just kind of talk about, you know, just your whole like atmosphere on the field and what that really brings to a team? Oh man. Uh, you know, it's, to me, it's, it's baseball. And this answer might be a little run a little bit long, but you know, oh, it's, it's one of my favorite to talk about it's, you know, how you act on the baseball field is, is how your, how your team's going to feed off of you. Like, you know, if you're a negative person in the dugout, if you're a negative person on the field, like, you know, if you're like a seriously negative person, it's going to affect the team. You know, no, nobody wants to be, you know, I had a coach who said that uh, he would ring people out when he played. Uh, if he was pitching and somebody made an error behind him, that he would, you know, ream them out in the dugout next to I'm not that type of person because then you got everybody playing with a tight butthole the rest of the game. Um, you know, I, I've got some funny stories. There's been plenty of times where a guy's made an error behind me in the field. He'll throw the ball back to me and I'll say nice play. And he'll laugh at me and look at me like, what did you just say? I'll be like, yeah, it was a nice play. You know? <laughs> and, uh, I've been doing that for years. You know, I'm the type of kid who, you know, in between innings, when I'm, when I'm watching my guys hit, if somebody, you know, strikes out or takes a ball down the middle, looking and walks back to the dugout, I'll go, I'll go, Hey, that was, that was a nice at bat you had there. And I'll look at me like, are you serious? I'll be like, yeah, it was a, that was a real nice at bat you had just so they can get their mind off of the at bat and just think about how stupid what I just said was. Um, right. No, no it's, that, it's that's baseball. awesome. If, right. if you're not having fun while playing, then, then you're playing the wrong game. Um, I mean, obviously, my coaches know it. My peers know when I'm on the mound, you know, mid-pitch, I'm a totally different person. I'm locked in. But, you know, in, in between pitches, in between innings, you got to have fun. You got to have fun. No matter what the score is, you got to have fun. No, that's a great way to look at it, especially, you know, a lot of players, myself included, put a ton of pressure on ourselves. And it's usually not the best route to go, but... Um, let's jump to the power arm player profile. We got 10 rapid fire questions. All right, okay. here we go. First one. What's your walkout song? So over my five years, I've had five different walkouts. Um, this was the first year I actually, uh, got a walk up song as well. Oh, true. Um, true. My walk up song for one at bat this year was the Gangsters Paradise because all the guys really thought it was a great song and they love just listening to me get up to it. But uh, for pitching, it always changed. Um, the the one here I had, you know, the Old Town Row with Billy Ray Cyrus because that was the hot song, uh, and I everybody just thought I was a clown for doing it. But um, <clears throat> uh, one year I'm trying to remember what it was this year because obviously we didn't get to play a lot. Right, but um. My favorite song was my junior year. It was, I don't know if you know the song, Hey Baby. Uh, I'll give you a quick, I'll give everybody a quick little tune. Hey, oh, go ahead. Hey, go baby. Ahead. Ooh. Ah, I want to know. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got you. Yes. Yeah, so everybody gets into that song. Um, uh, oh, my walkout song, uh, obviously, Eminem. Guess who's back, 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 back That's again. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, because you know Manzo was back. So, <laughs> so you're you're more like the 
you're the like the funny walkout song, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, it's it's only especially as a pitcher, you're only going to get a minute of it, and then it's over for the rest true. of the game. You might as well make it memorable. All right, so I, you know, obviously we didn't have a season, but I was going to go with "Wiggle" by Jason Derulo. What do you think of that? <laughs> That's a good one, right? I, mean, I, I honestly, bro, I wouldn't even expect something like that out of you. I'd expect <laughs> classical Beethoven well, song. I f- I figured I got to go with the funny one, you know, trying to loosen myself up. I don't know, Mike. You're pretty serious on the field, man. I've seen you play. Some, there's sometimes you wouldn't even talk. If you were having right. a bad game, I wouldn't even hear your mouth open. You're right. You're 100% right. Um, well, you got any pregame rituals or superstitions? Um. I don't know. I have a bad habit of start days. You know, let's say we have a three or 4 PM game. Um, you know, we're supposed to be there at like noon for batting practice. I have a bad habit of showing up about an hour before a game for a start. Um, so I, I wouldn't say that was a really good habit. It's a pretty bad habit. No. Uh, yeah, that's superstition. a bad habit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> superstitions. Um, I don't know. I'm not really, uh, I'm not really big on anything. I'm just, I get the ball on the mound and I go right to the next pitch. I'm known for quick pitching. I'm known for a lot of guys call timeout when they're in the box against me. Yep. If you're in the box and you're not calling timeout, you're not looking up, I'm already throwing the pitch. I don't care. Um, but I'm trying to get on and off the field as quick as possible. Cause the longer I'm out there, then, you know, the more pitches you get to see out of me. But, um, okay. I don't know. Superstition, not really. Just like I said, I have a really bad habit of, uh, uh, preparation time my preparation time yeah. is not great that's not the best habit in the world <laughs> it's not and people people say you know they ask my coach you know why did why does manzo do that why do you let him do that and i be and honestly he goes you know look how manzo pitches you know if it, i obviously if it works for him it works for him but if anybody else does it then it's a problem and some guys don't really like that but uh, it's worked <laughs> um what's your go-to snack uh for like a game day is this like a game day question or just in general sure yeah no go ahead yeah game day snacks Um, good i wouldn't say a snack but definitely going to the gas station before the game and getting some hot food uh (laughs) i'm going for getting the nice foot long hero or yeah nice or as we call down pennsylvania hoagie you know foot long hoagie or game um obviously won't say what gas station i go to because i can't but uh, some nice gas station food before the game usually does the trick. All right. Um, what's your go-to team movie on the bus? I, I think I heard Dan Blake say they didn't have a team movie. I, yeah. I they, yep. they must be riding in, in a, in a white pickup van or so. I don't know what they're, yeah, they're I don't they're, know. They're, I wouldn't say we have a team movie, but the one movie we watch all the time, I guess you would say it's a team movie. The one movie we watch all the time that I'm extremely sick of because it's an eight hour long movie is the Wolf of Wall Street. Um, all right. Oh my God. That's all we watch, man. The Wolf of Wall Street. You know, I'll bring, we, we drive down to Florida every year and the guys yeah. go, you know, I bring a whole bunch of new DVDs every year. I ask the guys in the group chat, I say, okay, what do you want me to put on? And everybody goes, Wolf of Wall Street. So you see, we've watched that every year for five years. I'm sick of the damn movie. Everybody's like, no, well, Wolf of Wall Street. And then they're all banging on the chair. I go, you got to be kidding me, man, banging on their chest. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so sick of that movie. But that's that's the team movie. Our, uh, our go-to is um, Beer League, if you've ever seen that. Oh, down to St. Mary's Rutherford? 
<laughs> yeah, that's a classic. Every single road trip, it comes on. That's not even like a real movie. That's a movie somebody made know. in the back. back I, of <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man, um, funny, what's the best part about college baseball? Jeez. Uh, the guys, man, the guys. Um, you know, these are friends you're going to make for life. You know, everybody, you know, some nights you'll be friends, some nights you'll be enemy on and yep. off the baseball field. But in the end, we all know that if we want to win, if we want to perform, we all got to work together. Um, and trust me, we've all had our moments on and off the field, good and bad. But in the end, you know, these are the guys you got to ride or die with. So, yeah, no, I think that that's probably that's the most common answer that we've probably gotten. I, I don't um, know what other people would say. I mean, I couldn't right. myself and say how good I play or or how much fun I enjoy right. playing myself. But it's it's about the guys. If the teammates don't have your yeah. back or you know you don't have theirs, you're screwed. So, right, definitely. Um, Along those same lines, what's your favorite memory from college baseball? Oh, I know there's been a lot. <laughs> there's so many. There's so many. Not there's not so many good ones. There's a lot of bad <laughs> ones, but there, there are some good ones. Um, so I'm going to uh, throw it back to a uh, hmm, a semifinal playoff game. My actual senior year, so. We played a uh, a team in our conference in the uh, semifinal game last year, my actual senior year. And this was a team that had over 30 wins on the season. They had single-digit losses. Uh, a lot of the guys on the team talked a lot of smack all year. And I figured, you know, it was an elimination game and it was my senior year. So I figured there's a chance that this is my last ever start. Um, and we wound up putting up, I think it was 28 runs, Jeez. 28 runs in the game. And a nine inning game, we put up like 28 runs. I think the final was like 28 to five. Uh, I wound up throwing a complete game. Uh, I threw about 155 pitches. My arm was absolutely done. <laughs> yeah, I can uh, imagine. I think by the ninth inning, they, it was 28 to three. They put up like two solo shots in the ninth because I was throwing about 50 miles an hour. <laughs> uh, but the co- coach knew probably going to be my last start uh you know the only other thing was a possible championship game the following weekend but we wound up losing the next day um in the winner take all game uh but I was warming up in the bullpen that next day a <laughs> game and I, all the Advil and all the stuff I was on forget about it man I, I never actually got into the game but I, I was trying to mad bum it I was trying <laughs> to bum guard that next game all right. What are the, what's the funniest moment you've had on a baseball field? Yeah, I know you're gonna have a couple stories here. Right, Go well, with whatever like, you got. The funniest? Oh, um, there's some of the funniest. All right, I'll, I'll give you two. I'll give you the funny for me, and then the funny to everybody else but me. Um. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll give you a few. We got time, right? We yeah, got time. Go ahead. Plenty um, of time. So I'll give one from this year. Uh, we're playing, we're playing a school and out of conference game at our field. And, uh, I had a really quick inning going. I think I had two, two quick outs, like two, two pitch outs. And then the third kid gets up and I get him in a, uh, an O2 count and our, uh, our shortstop behind me, he's, he's yelling at me. He's going, let's go, Bill. Come on, let's sit this kid down. And I turn to him and, and I start the wind up. It's 0-2. I get a, uh, a high fastball. He wants a high and end fastball. That's what the coach calls. And uh, as I'm in the wind up, as I'm stepping back, I look at the shortstop and give him a little like, 
their tongues sticking out. I'm like, let's go. I throw a fastball, a high fastball, but instead of in, it's like middle. So a high, yeah. a high middle fastball, and the kid tomahawks it over the fence. <laughs> and my shortstop's laughing at me, going, are you serious? Like, we get in the dugout, he goes, no, are you serious? Like, I can't believe you just did that. And, that's a good uh, one. That's just something I always do. But uh, a funny story for, for everybody else, uh, we're playing a big conference game against the team who would go on to win the championship. We're playing a midseason conference game. And uh, we're up in the last inning. I'm going for the complete game. It's like, I don't know, it's like 11 to like three or 11 to four, whatever it is. Um, we got a nice we got a nice lead. And uh, kid hits a, a good buddy of mine on the other team, hits a leadoff triple, just a blooper down the right field line, fast kid. He gets a leadoff triple. And uh, my whole dugout screamed, you know, he missed first base, he missed first base. So my coach goes, Bill, you know, obviously step off and appeal it. So I come set, I uh, step off, throw the ball over to first, and as I lollipop the ball over to first, the kid on third takes off and scores, which yeah. I didn't even know the thing. I didn't know it's a live ball. Right. So he winds up scoring. We're still up by a boatload. Uh, our coach is yelling from the dial, you know, Billy, what the F are you doing? What are you doing out there? And I go, listen, I said, they needed that run anyway. It's okay. <laughs> Let them have it. Their coach calls timeout, brings the whole dugout together and goes, don't let this – blah, 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 talk crap on our field, you know, F this kid, F that, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I'm, yeah, I'm going, yeah, whatever, whatever, forget it. Next kid gets up, very next pitch, hits a deep fly ball to right, and I'm going, oh, please, no, no, no. <laughs> and I'm watching the ball, and, and I see our right fielder put his hands on his head, and I go, oh, my God, I've never heard a dugout go more wild <laughs> in my Higher, like this kid hit a solo shot and took him about 10 minutes to get around the bases. And he was a bigger kid, you know. He, he wasn't doing it on purpose, he was a bigger <laughs> kid. <laughs> oh man, that was probably one of the most embarrassing moments I've ever had after talking all that crap. And then kid takes a deep next pitch, probably one of the most embarrassing moments I've ever had on the field. Did you win the game though? Yeah, no, we we I wound up finishing the game a couple batters later, but oh, that was That's a, all that uh, matters then. <laughs> That was a uh, a tough one to swallow. That moment, it was. I, I had a laugh inside, but uh, yeah, that was a, that was a rough one. I got two from uh, the one summer we played together. The okay. best was, um, you know, we finally let you hit right, and you get up there with Adam Jones. Was it no? It was Manny Machado's actual oh, game used bat. I know where this is going. <laughs> and you snap it and we're all just shocked tell that story because that's a good one so we're playing a game uh in upstate new york uh summer ball game with the pirates and uh manny machado a few days prior had given me one of his bats because i told him i wanted a bat to use in my game and a really nice bat, custom made has all his engravings his name on it and I step up to the plate with it for my first at bat of the game. I tap home plate. The catcher looks at me. He goes, oh, that's a nice stick you got there. And I go, yeah, you know, he's a good friend of mine. He, he gave it to me. And literally the first pitch, the first pitch I see with that bat, it's a low and in fastball. And for some reason I decide to swing at it. And the barrel goes flying on yeah. the bat. And, and meanwhile, the ball is a dribbler down the third baseline that if I run, I probably could get a single on. But I think – by the when the third baseman picked up the ball, I was still standing at home plate. Yeah, you didn't run. The handle. <laughs> I was looking at the handle in shock and disappointment that uh, 
you know, I remember uh, running back into the dugout from first base and the catcher's standing at home holding the head of the bat. And he's going, well, that lasted a long time, didn't it? And I was like, <laughs> I was like you got to be kidding. Man. What's the other story you got, Mike? Um, we were playing – we're playing, um, and it, it's it's like we're in the middle of like a thunderstorm or a rainstorm, and the umps are like, um, they're you know they're they're pulling us off the field. They pull us off the yeah, field. Yeah, I know, like I know where this is going to. Yeah, yep. and then we all decided to go up there, and just, we were up by a boatload, and we all just decided to go up there and strike out on purpose. And that was, I think, you, then you played third base in the last yep. inning. Yeah, because I was so playing I, third, and we switched. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'll tell this one quickly. So we're playing a game. Uh, uh, over here in Rockland and uh, another summer bowl pirates game. And we're playing a team that's not so great in the league, but the league is very strict on getting your games in. Yeah. Um, so the, the team we were playing, it was a thunderstorm day early in the game. Nobody wanted the game to get canceled. Cause then we'd have to make it up and the team would have to drive all the way back down the next day. So they decided that, you know, since they're not going to make the playoffs that they would just, you know, play another inning just to get it over with to make it an official game. So after arguing with the umpires for a good hour, after almost getting ejected a few times because I had some smart choice words to say to them, yeah. uh, we uh-huh. got back on the field and I actually ran out to third base with my cell phone and started recording the at-bats uh, mid-pitch. Um, the other team decided to take three strikeouts against uh, Kenny Hoppy. And uh, it was an immaculate inning. And I have the whole thing recorded from third base in the middle of the pouring rain. And it was, that was definitely a really good, funny moment. Uh, yeah, I, that, that I don't know another time you'd be able to run your cell phone out in the middle of the game. So. <laughs> or, or put you at third base. <laughs> I'm not going to say. I know I'm a pretty good defender, so I'm not going to make any remarks on that awful comment. <laughs> All right. Um, what's your favorite piece of sports memorabilia that you have or card, either one? Ooh. Um, so one of my favorite items is probably uh, my Manny Machado game you signed jersey that he gave to me as a personal gift last year, actually almost about a year ago today, give or take a few days. He uh, called me down to the dugout, uh, gave me his game used jersey from the road trip they had just previously played and signed it for me and it's it's one of those things that like you know when it's given to you personally it's it's a uh it's it's really cool because uh it's especially a jersey it's something they're usually not even allowed to give away because it belongs to the team not them so that's definitely one of my favorite pieces i'll quickly say one of my most valuable pieces uh when we're talking about the sports card side is actually my mike trout signed rookie card that sells for a pretty penny but um yeah, uh, the Manny Machado jersey is definitely one of my favorites. Before I get to the next question, question can you kind of just tell everyone how you kind of met Manny Machado? Or, or I mean, you're basically best friends with Adams Jones. Can you kind of explain, and Jonathan Scope, all these former Orioles, can you kind of explain like your relationship? I know you got, we don't have time for all your stories with all these players. I, I'll try and make it as quick as possible, but it's, it's really all because of Adam Jones. Um, so uh, the Yankees were playing the Orioles one day. I had to be about 15, 16 years old. And um, the Orioles were in town against the Yankees. And uh, I wore an Orioles hat trying to get a ball. And Adam Jones winds up throwing me a ball mid-game at the end of one of the innings. And um, 
I said, you know what? This guy's my favorite player now. First guy to ever throw me a ball in a game. This guy's my favorite player. So for the next two or three years, when the Orioles would come into town, I'd always root for them. And he started to recognize me over the, the next couple of years. And uh, he gave me his game use sign bat one day and said, you know, this is a gift for being one of our biggest fans. So I saw, I read up on him a little more, saw he was big in charity. So I donated like, you know, a few dollars to his charity. I didn't have much. And um, he wound up reaching out to me on social media saying that that was something he had never seen a young person like myself do, even if it wasn't a lot of money. So that's how I became in contact with him. And then over the years, he started introducing me to players on the team like Manny Machado, Jonathan Scope, and so on. And that's how I, uh, that's how I got to know most of those guys on the Orioles. And now since they're spreading out to different teams, I'm starting to expand and learn more about guys on different teams. Right. And I mean, you travel and we'll, we'll, the last question kind of hits on this, but you travel to all the all-star games, all that stuff. And I think one of the best stories you ever told was, I think you were chasing down David Price for an autograph and he just got mad at you. And so like, I can't remember it exactly, but what happened there? I think you said it was at, at one of the team hotels or something like that. No. So I was, uh, I was staying in New York city one night and, um, I'm just I'm walking on the sidewalk with a buddy one night and uh, we see David Price. We see David Price uh, walking a few blocks uh, from Times Square and it's late at night. It's probably two or three in the morning. And uh, I think I went up to him and I asked him for like a picture or something. I was like, hey, David, can I get a, a picture with you or something? And okay. and he started going off on me and we had a little bit of an altercation. We went a little back and forth. He said, no, I made, I made some remarks that uh, he wasn't very fond of. And we wound up having a quick little argument and then went our separate ways. But uh, me and David Price don't have such a great relationship. But I don't think he remembers anyway because he's still like some of my yeah. Instagram posts. <laughs> um, well, Adam Jones technically isn't a major league player anymore. So who is your favorite MLB player? You're going to throw that one on me. Um, obviously, I'm going to be biased. I'm going to say Manny Machado because that's my guy. But if I'm going against the bias, um, yeah. I, I don't know how you don't enjoy watching uh, Mike Trout play. I, I really yeah, don't. I, agree. It's, yeah, I, it's, agree. I know it's the most – probably one of the most common answers anybody can give. But, you know, meeting this guy on and off the field and, you know, seeing him play in person, it's it's the ball comes off his bat like like nobody else. It's, it's really yeah. – yeah, there's nobody else who plays like <clears throat> um and then what's kind of the favorite you know mlb moment you've witnessed or i know you went to the world baseball classic so you know what, what's your favorite memory like of so fruit, quickly, uh, from uh, all of this this isn't my favorite but i will say because a lot of people do ask me about it the world baseball classic is one of the most electric atmospheres yeah. i've ever been no i went to usa versus columbia adam jones wound it was a very early game in the series uh, Adam mm. Jones, it's a walk-off single, um, but it's like a playoff atmosphere. You know, you got the fans there with all the instruments playing all throughout the game, all the cheering. Like, literally, no, it's a great atmosphere, and um, it's really electric the entire game. But um, my favorite moment personally um, had to be last year's All-Star game in Cleveland. You know, being able to go to the Home Run Derby and watch, you know, a guy like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. go off from such a close distance um, okay. and being able to stay at the hotel with all the players and having a great experience, you know, eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner with these guys, getting to talk with them. 
Um, it, it really was a surreal experience sitting at the all-star game and, you know, $5,000 seats behind the uh, third base dugout. It's, it, it was a great experience. Um, something I'll never forget. That, that's awesome. And I think the, especially for me, the world baseball classic is definitely like a bucket list item. And I think that, yeah, like you're was, saying, it, it was a lot more enjoyable than I actually thought it was going to, I thought it was going to be a cool experience, but it was um, it was really one of the coolest experiences I've ever, I've ever yeah. been in a very, very fun game. Uh, last question I got here for you, um, over the length of your baseball career, you know, you all the way from middle school to now, what has driven you, what has driven you to become a better player? Honestly, myself and wanting to be, uh, wanting to be the best and wanting to prove people wrong. I was told all the way through junior high school to high school, you know, I went to uh, Don Bosco Prep in New Jersey uh, for high school, which is in all sports a very competitive school. Right. And, um, you know, I was told from the get go, we had over 100 kids try out my freshman year for baseball. Um, very competitive. I had a lot of kids tell me, you know, there was no point of trying out. You know, the team was made. Everybody knew who the good players were, and there was no shot at me. I should transfer schools. So kids would say that. Um, and not just to me, but kids would just say that in general to everybody in every sport. And, uh, you know, making the team my freshman year of high school was a, a big plus and really got me motivated to work hard over the next few years. And I obviously played there all the way through varsity in my four years. Um, and then kids told me, you know, when I went to college that I wouldn't play a lot. Uh, you know, I wound up going to Division three school, which is whether you're playing Division one, two II, or three, all the games are serious, okay. everything Theories, you know, yeah. the joke. Um, and I worked my way up from a freshman on campus all the way to one of the top guys in the end. And um, just the, the motivation of proving people wrong and, and really, uh, you know, working hard to prove people wrong has motivated me. That's awesome, man. Um, well, thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate it. This was Billy Manzo. Uh, thanks for being on the show, Billy. Yeah, no problem. Thanks again, Mike.